the death of buying things in person. I just looking at that. Do you like it when you go into a store, when you take your time, you get into your car, you head to the store, you get there, they don't have what you want in your size, or they don't have what you want in your size, in your color, or they just don't have what you want, but they can order it. Now, normally when that happens, I just say to myself, well, I could order it. So then you order it, and uh, then it takes forever and a day to get to you. Which defeats the whole purpose of shopping now, doesn't it? I'm always looking for that immediate gratification. But I digress. This is one of the fun things about having a platform. I can muse out loud. Because that's... Nothing changes with that. And it's like the House of Representatives. You see, earlier... When we had McCarthy as speaker, who was not, you know, I, I wasn't a big McCarthy fan. He did a couple of things that made me raise my eyebrows and go, wow, I, I didn't expect that out of him. But uh, right now, at this particular time, it, whatever we have, whatever we put in place, besides just stopping everything, it doesn't matter. We're not going to advance anything. We need to be advancing things. And right now, we cannot advance things. Because we don't have a ground game within the Republican Party. We don't have, uh, we don't want to win elections. It's better to lead from behind, right, Mitch McConnell? So, it was perceived that McCarthy had done something that was not conservative. So, he had to go. Now we have Mike Johnson. Now, Mike Johnson apparently was the only one that wanted the job, that really wanted to pull the job. He was the only one that could get the votes for whatever reason, despite, you know, however good Steve Scalise is, however good Jordan is, uh, McCarthy, any of these other guys, Brian McDonald, those guys, none of them could get the votes. For some reason, Mike Johnson got the votes. And everybody's like, well, he's never seen porn. He has a biblical worldview. He's not rich. Uh, he must be the savior. And what do we have coming up now? we have a continuing resolution. Now, the one thing that the House could do to stop some of this nonsense that's going on within the government is let the government shut down. But no, we can't absorb the optic of that because the Democrats will do this with it and the Democrats will do that with it and well, let's just talk ourselves out of doing it and then that way we can go out here and we can do and we can say we're doing it because we intend to be winners. These guys don't understand strategy at all. They certainly don't understand tactics and they, this, what is it with them and the media? What is it with the Republican side and the media? They don't like you guys and gals. They don't like you. They're not going to like you. They're never going to like you. You may as well just get on with business. The people that vote for you, you want them to like you, but you keep stabbing them in the back. And now, of course, everybody will say Johnson is as weak-kneed as his predecessors. Well, Johnson, and one of the things that Johnson has to do is he has to take a, I mean, we had a, uh, how many how many Republicans voted to not uh, go after Mayorkas? <laughs> how many of those guys did that? 
And a lot of them are saying, well, I'm not going to run for office anymore. So let me do, let me, let me use my conscience. You weren't, this is where the problem comes with these guys. They think that you have voted them in there to use their best judgment. When in fact you voted them in there to represent you. Now, right now, what everybody's saying is that rather than fight and stand strong for conservative priorities, Johnson is proposing a continuing resolution to keep the federal government funded through the beginning of next year. And of course, because it's a continuing resolution, it doesn't address anything like the southern border. And the already high spending levels, we can't even get back to spending levels pre-COVID, which was only three years ago. So now, because of the way Johnson sees the optics of the press, he's going to have to go to the Democratic side because, of course, the House Freedom Caucus is going to vote against it. Right now, Hakeem Jeffries, who's an idiot, is out there, and he doesn't have to be a mastermind with the Republicans in place. He doesn't have to be a mastermind at all. All he's got to do is just maintain the Democrats all being on the same page. That's all he's got to do. That's all he's got to do. And uh, the other thing is this. Um, as Speaker, Johnson doesn't have to do anything that he doesn't want to. I mean, it's a very powerful position. This is the problem we have. Whenever we get in place, we don't wield power. We feel like we have to steer the ship. But sometimes the ship is steering us. I mean, Pelosi didn't think that. And if you got Primilla Jayapal that's going to vote with you, Mike, you need to uh, think about this. They're saying it includes two of the big things the Democrats want. That's a, that's a cue for you to understand that this bill sucks. And right now, Johnson is out there making the rounds on the cable news networks and all the other stuff. And he's thinking this is the greatest thing since Elizabeth Warren figured out that, you know, she could be Focahontas. And he said, what was it? He was on CNBC. He said that kicking the spending can down the road is good because it's better than a massive omnibus spending package and keeps the government open. He said, I think we'll have bipartisan agreement that passing a short-term CR is a better way to have the actual appropriations process. We have a shutdown looming, and we got to prevent that because that would do even more harm to the economy. So do you get that? The, the priority here is to keep government open, not to solve issues, not to go against a weaponized Department of Justice. Not to get out there and discover all the fascism that came out of the COVID charade. Not to get out there and discover all the DEI and then kick it straight out of the military. Not the invasion by, by invitation that's going on. Or anything else. And then everybody's like, why do they, why do people like, why do people like Trump? They sit there and they do this kind of stuff and they sit back and go, well, why do people like Trump? Now, Johnson, of course, has come out supporting Trump, which, okay. What are you going to do if he becomes president and you remain House Speaker? Are you, are you going to support him? Are you going to, are you going to take up everything that he wants to do? 
Are you going to let his agenda be the agenda? See, you guys, you guys are you guys are the ones that keep everything running, and he's the one steering the ship. He's the captain. And are you going to listen to the captain this time? Because the last time we had a Republican Speaker of the House, he did not. I'm getting tired of being disappointed in the Republicans, and it makes me believe I don't know what the direction is going to be. Uh, the third party nonsense—that's just total nonsense. That's that means we are we're giving in to losing for until something changes, and I don't know how that's going to change. So, this is one of these moments where you get back and you're saying, "Gosh, I feel like I'm being painted into a corner," and I sure don't like that. These guys have a very, very prominent case of fecklessness. They're always looking for bipartisan support. The Democrats do that because they're looking for cover. They're always looking for cover. And the Republicans, I, I, I guess they're doing the same tactic, whatever it is. I, I you know, I, I'm tired of it. I don't like it. Uh, I, I really don't understand what the difference is between now when when we have when we have Johnson as speaker as when we have McCarthy. What was all that about?